Welcome. You're listening to the Salesforce Marketing Cloud podcast for the UK financial services community. Our aim is to let you know what's happening, when it's happening, and how you can get involved. We'll keep it short and in downloadable form so you can listen wherever you are. Hit subscribe to get notifications of new episodes, news, and announcements. I'm Miles. And I'm Joe. And we work at Salesforce in the UK. As ever, any views here expressed are our own. That's right. Don't base any purchasing decisions based on what we say. Just sit back, enjoy and learn. So what are we talking about this week, Joe? Well, today, Miles, I'm delighted to share that we have a very special guest with us whose specialist area is in regulation in FinServe. Now, please don't switch off. I know this isn't a hot topic for many people. However, it is really important. And given that it is such a difficult topic, we really do have a very special guest with us today to take us through it. Yeah, and I must admit, when I when I uh, thought, let's do a, an episode on regulation, I did wonder, would people really listen to that? But when I heard that the, uh, the guru that we have with us today was Hardeep, our specialist uh, lawyer who's attached to the FinServe team, I thought, well, this has got to be good. So welcome, Hardeep. Really, really pleased to have you here today. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, Joe, for the lovely introduction. I, I like the I like the new title of Guru. I have to say, I'm definitely going to add that to my signature line on my email. <laughs> Absolutely. So, look, why don't you start by introducing um, introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do at Salesforce? And, and how long you've been? With us. Sure. Um, so I am one of the lawyers in the commercial legal team at Salesforce. So I work very closely with our sales teams and also our customers. I'm aligned to the financial services vertical for all of UK and Ireland. Um, so I, I get to work with some of our really, really interesting and great customers. Um, in addition to that, I'm also vice president of the Salesforce Women's Network, um, which is my uh, volunteering activity here. I should also add that I have been at Salesforce for three and a half years. Ah, a veteran and a guru. <laughs> it, feels, it, it feels longer, Hardeep. I feel like it feels longer. That's pure bad thing. It, def- it definitely feels longer, Miles, but it's definitely a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you've really got a wealth of experience in that three and a half years. It would be great, Hardeep, if you could tell us a little bit about this regulation that you are um, expert in. Sure. Um, so as for our FinServe customers, um, they don't just have to abide by regular law, but they also have sector specific guidelines and regulations that they need to abide by. There's a couple um, of regulations that I should mention um, for the different verticals within FinServe. So we have the European Banking Authority guidelines for the banks. We have the European insurance occupational pension authority guidelines for the insurers we also have the financial conduct authority guidelines and the prudential regulation authority guidelines which are uk specific and they apply to all regulated entities in the uk so you're probably wondering what do these guidelines actually do um in short what they do is they set a standard um and they stipulate how a FinServe entity should actually operate. So if I was to summarize the objectives in three punchy bullet points, I know, a bit of a challenge. Um, (laughs) Us lawyers usually love a lot of words, right? Um, (laughs) I would say that the objective of these regulations are to firstly, maintain market confidence in the financial system. 
Secondly, contribute to the stability of the financial system. And thirdly, I would say they are there to secure the appropriate degree of protection for the consumers. The consumers in all of this are, are key. Um, all of these things lead to operational resilience, which is a key phrase that you'll see mentioned throughout the regulations. So essentially what these regs do is they dictate how the relationship between the FinServe and their service provider, i.e. Salesforce in this case, should work when the FinServe decides to outsource any material function to that service provider. Yeah, it's interesting, Hardy, because what you say there about trust in the market, because sometimes when we speak to customers, uh, it, it, my impression is it can feel like a barrier to them uh, that, you know, we're f so focused on digital transformation, customer experience, revenue objectives or cost saving objectives. Uh, but, you know, these have still got to be compliant. They've still got to be meeting the regulators' expectations. And so, you know, a customer has a choice of how they do that. And, the, you know, there's a choice in the market. Could you talk to us a little bit about how Salesforce makes that easy and how we operationalize that process so that we can stay in tune with the regulators and ensure that our customers are, are always compliant sure um so the good news is that we are very well versed on regulatory matters um one thing that we are continuously doing is we monitor the regulatory landscape and we also have a lot of relationships outside of salesforce um, for example, with the European institutions and um, the trade unions, and we also very closely align with the regulators, not just for our benefit, but for our customers' benefits as well. Um, in terms of contractual arrangements, what we can offer our customers is what is known as our financial services addendum um, to address those regulatory requirements. In that document, we address several key topics, um, which which actually stem from the regulations themselves, like business continuity and disaster recovery, audit rights, additional audit rights that the customer would inevitably need to be compliant with the regulation. And we also go into things like um, how Salesforce uses subcontractors and the necessary protections the customer would need in order to be compliant with FinServe regulation as well. So I have to say with the, the customers that I work with, um, we tend to do smaller deals. And I find that the T's and C's within the contracts tend to cover us. Um, but this kind of addendum, Hardeep, is it available to customers of all, all sizes? Yeah, it is available to customers of all sizes. Um, it's something that they will inevitably need to show compliance um, with their financial regulations. Um, so it's available to all of our customers that are FinServe customers. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I think that's so valuable because we have customers who might spend £100 a year on a trial licence and we have customers that might spend £100 million a year running their entire business on Salesforce and the ability for them to have a standard that we know is monitored and maintained by Salesforce and, and, and legal is, I think, extremely valuable. So. You know, this is a is a key and important topic. D tell us about Dora. Dora seems to be um, having a bit of interest in the market at the moment. What, why is that relevant to our financial services customers? Sure. Um, so Dora is definitely the hot new thing on the block. Um, so Dora 
not to be confused with um, the children's TV show Dora the Explorer, um, is, a, is a new set of regulations that the European Commission has recently adopted on digital operational resilience. Uh, there's that key word again. Um, one thing to note is that these regulations are still currently in draft form and are going through various approvals um, in in the European Commission. Um, so what DORA does is um, DORA imposes various obligations that apply to the use of service providers like Salesforce. And it does go beyond the other regulations I mentioned earlier in the podcast. It, it is big for the financial sector. Um, I tend to describe DORA as um, the EBA, the European Banking Authority guidelines on steroids. I think the biggest point for us here is that um, DORA establishes what is known as an oversight regime for critical service providers, which means you know, certain service providers may for the first time be subject to direct regulation. The, the other regulations I mentioned earlier don't directly regulate the service provider, but DORA will change that and some critical third party service providers will be subject to direct regulation. What DORA does is it establishes numerous obligations on that service provider. Um, you know, for example, that may be in contrast to current business and delivery models. Uh, for example, it has special termination rights. Um, it may also require service providers to implement additional resources. For example, there are big provisions on incident management notifications um, that actually go beyond what we have in regulations like GDPR. Um, and also there'll be implications which impact service providers' cost structures as well. Essentially, DORA will have an impact on what a service provider sells, how they sell and how they scale. So DORA is actually, actually expected to be finalised at some point later this year um, and once finalized there'll be an implementation period of around 18 to 24 months to gain compliance it's really interesting so, so it becomes more you know to the layman to, or, or to somebody who is is not legally focused and really just focused on the business objectives having trust in your service provider's ability to meet these guidelines and, and almost act as a, as a regulated body is, is is so important to be compliant in yourself and i think that's Trust is the key word there. Can can the company who's providing this part of my customer experience, my journey, my core banking platform, whatever it may be, can they meet those door objectives? That that's the question you've got to ask yourself, right? And yeah, we are saying absolutely. so 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 what are we doing in that space at the moment to make sure that we're ready? Because this feels a bit like GDPR when everybody was getting ready for that and wondering how that was gonna pan out. Yeah, so so like I said, um there is a lot of work going around at Salesforce at the moment in the background. As I said, we are well connected to externally with the European institutions. Um, our government affairs team is doing a lot of advocacy with the members of the European Parliament to influence the final text of DORA. Um, and we are working on, you know, the, the, the point I was making around scaling as a business and how we operate in order to be compliant with DORA. Are you seeing any overhaul to regulation as a result of Brexit? And is are any of those changes likely to impact us soon? Are we going to see the UK operate differently from our, our European neighbours? 
Um, so in my opinion, um, we're not seeing a massive overhaul because you know, in the UK, we still have to work with the other countries. So what I'm seeing is that we're streamlining. So for example, with Dora, yes, it's European regulation, but my feeling is that we'll see something that is aligned to Dora in the UK. Yeah. Just so that we can continue working with other jurisdictions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we can't operate as the island that we are when we want to do business with everybody. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. So I have another question, Hardy, and, and sure. that is that, you know, I, I have some customers who we supply global solutions to, to lots of different markets around the world. And, you know, I put myself in the shoes of my customer, somebody in the global services team who is in charge of this. We have lots of listeners who are in a similar situation where internally they have people consuming this service. And it's got to be a real challenge for them to keep up with the regulation in all of those different markets and how the, the service is being used. So I come back to the point of trust. You know, how do you trust in your service provider to ensure that they are uh, providing a, a, a good and compliant service? Could, could you talk to me a little bit about why our customers should trust in Salesforce and, and, and how? Sure. So I'd like to allude to Mark Benioff's statement um, of Salesforce leading with compliance. That's not just our compliance, but also our customers' compliance. And, you know, that's one of the things that is at the heart of our customer success value. We also have a, a very comprehensive website, uh, our compliance website, which where, you know, it's a self-service portal. Our customers can, can go in and they can download lots of different compliance certifications like ISO, um, you know, our business continuity plans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that, so that's readily available for our customers to access, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a customer spending a hundred dollars, um, versus a million dollars, you have access to the same things. I can vouch for that actually, Hardy, I've directed okay. many a customer to that site where they download all of their own, um, certifications and, and seal the documentation. And obviously the use of the real time site, the trust site that shows you the uptimes for everything. So if there was ever an outage. It's clearly visible for everybody to see. Um, yes. I have to say, though, I've never actually caught the site at that time, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, that's all part of our transparency principles as well. Um, and in addition to that, in terms of contractual protections, I go back to the FinSeverdendum, the SFA, um, which provides all of the contractual protections that our FinServ customers would need to show compliance to their regulator. When you look at Salesforce and you see what a fun organisation it is, as is often depicted by our cartoon type characters and everything, I think it's really <laughs> important for our customer base to understand that this is built on a solid concrete platform of regulation adherence. Yeah, and, and, I, and I also think, you know, through my career and where I've worked in the past, you know, I've, I've worked at some, some large companies like Salesforce in the past. I've worked at some, some startups and some, you know, some mid-sized companies. And I've never seen anywhere with, and it, and it may be a sign of the times in the industry. I think it's a combination of that and our maturity. But the, the, the way that the information is available to the customer now is very different than it was 10 years ago. Um, and I think in, as we get more into this space and we, you know, if I, if I am working at a bank or an insurer or a wealth manager of any size, and I have to think, can I trust the service that I've got? Is this, is there a gotcha in there? 
being able to see that that documentation is transparently available, that there are frameworks in place that, you know, the biggest and the best use as well, and have been tried and tested. So it's a really important point. So I know that feels like a bit of an advert, but it's, uh, Joe, I'm sure you've been doing this for a long time as well, that um, maybe you have some similar feelings, but it's, it feels very different the way that we get engaged in these conversations now that we did not 10 years ago. Yeah, so my experience has been a bit different to yours, Miles. I've never worked for a startup, for example. In fact, I spent the mainstay of my career working for an absolute behemoth of an organisation. So whilst they aspired to being how Salesforce are in terms of transparency, they really hadn't quite nailed it. Um, I'm not sure where they're at today, but I really love the fact that all the documentation you need is readily available, easy to find, and that really does engender trust. And as um, Hardeep has said, that is a, a core value of ours. And let's face it, we're all in the same boat. Everybody wants to give their customers the best experience for them to trust them and provide value. Um, so why wouldn't we be transparent with our customers? We've also got to consider the fact that we're all using the same tools. So, you know, our systems go down. If your systems go down, we're running off the same servers. So, you know, we've got a vested interest too to be able to provide you the service. In your professional opinion, Hardy, yeah. you know, what do you think is driving the increased regulation that we're seeing in the industry? So one of the things I would say that is driving the increased regulation is evolution of technology. Um, so cloud is relatively a new thing. Um, and it's something that hasn't been regulated a lot previously. So as cloud evolves, as technology evolves, the regulations need to evolve as well. Yeah, I think it's a process of learning. Um, yes. And I think there's some new chapters to come in the way that cloud is evolving. I know that most recently we've announced the launch of our NFT cloud, and I'm sure that's going to bring some new dimensions to your regulatory work, Hardy. So I'm looking forward to seeing yes. what's going to be happening there soon. Yes. Yes. No, it's it's definitely an interesting topic. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, we will definitely be seeing more evolution in the regulatory space in that respect. Hardy, a lot of our a lot of our listeners are not lawyers, um, and and regulation is is really something that they need to be compliant to, but it's not the focus of their role. As they think about their own digital transformations and customer experience projects, how can they dip into this with the right level of skill and know when to bring in legal people from their side? How, what is a way for one of our listeners to think? Okay, regulation. This is this is how I'm going to build this into my my work my my working practice. So we actually have a very useful tool um, called Trailhead. Um, so one thing I would do is I would recommend that anybody that's not familiar with regulation gets a Trailhead account um, and has a look at um, various trails on there. So we have a cybersecurity trail, we have um, a data privacy trail. Um, we have various other trails, um, especially for the financial services um, sector. I would recommend looking at our financial services cloud trail as well. And all of those trails actually touch on regulation. So that will give you a nice, basic, high overview of what the regulations require. Um, in addition to that, I would say partner with your lawyers, with your legal team, um, within your individual organizations. Um, there's a wealth of knowledge 
um, there's an expectation on legal teams to you know, do their um, professional development and keep up to date with regulations. So definitely get in touch with your legal teams. Something that I'm really fascinated by is, you know, what's brought you into this sector of legal and are you enjoying it? It seems that you are, but yeah. Are you asking why she's not a divorce lawyer, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so what's brought me into FinServ? Um, I got the shorter straw. <laughs> I, I really did. Um, no, I, I actually fell into it by accident, to be honest with you. Um, I fell into it by accident. Um, and I have actually worked across all the verticals, so retail, um, media, hospitality, I've worked across oh, all wow. of the verticals, yeah. but Fins is definitely where my strengths lie. I've been told that I'm quite a technical lawyer, so that works nicely in conjunction with the regulations. Um, and also, I really enjoy it. Um, the negotiations are a lot more intellectual. Mm -hmm. um, they require thinking outside of the box and being pragmatic to a different level. Um, so they, they have a lot more bite to them. I feel compared to the other verticals that I've worked in. Um, and also I really enjoy working with our customer base. So we have some really great customers, um, in our fin space. Um, and, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to get to work with those organizations that I use on a daily basis as well. That's brilliant, Hardy. That's really given me an insight into who you are and what makes you tick. So you do love a challenge. <laughs> I definitely love a challenge. I would be bored otherwise, Jim. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we'll do our best to keep you busy, won't we, Miles? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that has been a really good session because it's something that we're all involved with today. You know, whatever our role is, we are providing services and capabilities within the financial services industry and everybody is responsible for regulation. Uh, customers expect it um our customers expect it their customers expect it um so i think it's been a very interesting session we've learned about why we have regulation we've heard about what's coming with dora and we've heard about the ways that we can upskill ourselves on it using the likes of trailhead and, and partnering internally so really really valuable content and thank you so much for joining us today hardeep my pleasure thank you very much for having me I second all of that. And it's been really great to get to know you a bit better as well, Hardeep. Thank you again for taking the time to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Hit subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Reach out to us on LinkedIn or email us at podcastuk at salesforce.com if you want to give us feedback or suggest content for new episodes. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.